Good evening and welcome back to For Your Amusements, the podcast where we discuss all of the news about theme parks all around the country and all for your amusement. I'm here with my friends Nolan and Nick. Guys, welcome. What is up? What is up? Listen, I'm not a Ghostbuster. I kind of wish I, kinda wish I, I, I was a Ghostbuster. Uh, what are you going to call him? We're, we're going to call Nolan right now. Um, <laughs> Nolan... <laughs> this is completely left field from our podcast, but you had an experience on was it Saturday? Uh, it was Friday. It was Friday. Friday. On Friday, that was probably the the most shaken up I have ever heard you on the phone. So what what happened on Friday? Yeah, so short story, um I had to go to somebody's house to dog sit at the last minute. And uh, I've done it multiple times at that place, and I know the dog, so it was no big deal for me. And I got there a little bit after 11 o'clock, and uh, the first thing I noticed when I <laughs> walked in the door was that uh, the um, washing machine, or actually, no, the dryer was on. And that was, like, a little bit suspect to me, because I, I was like, uh, nobody's supposed to be home, like, why is the dryer running? So that was a little weird, but I didn't really take note of it because i was just like uh maybe it's automatic or you know so i took the dogs took them out no big deal and then uh i brought them back in and as i'm like refilling their water bowl like they're both by me um i heard like a noise like a the noise of like kind of like a toy chime something that you would hear like in a horror movie and you're just like damn shit's about to go down (laughs) and uh at that moment i was I was pretty scared, not going to lie, and uh, I was like, yo, it's time for me to go, so I grabbed the the pups, and I put them back in the crate, and then uh, I kind of just, like, looked, because I was just like, this is just really weird, and uh, the noise came from, like, upstairs, and uh, nothing was really hitting, so I just left, and um, so as I'm leaving, this is the best part, as I'm leaving, um, I went to open the front door, which... I locked when I came in, and I went to go out the house, and the door was halfway kind of open off the front door. Like, it was partially open. And at that point, I just decided that it's time for me to get out of here ASAP. And I dipped, and I called Nick and Kyle a little bit after. So I was like, I got to explain this to somebody because what I just witnessed (laughs) wasn't even real, I think. Or, like, I was just imagining it so it was it was definitely wild so folks just for the record i've known nolan for literally probably about 20 years which is freaking insane to think about i have never heard nolan so rattled in my life Nolan doesn't really get rattled like that he doesn't really get upset too much but he was genuinely shaken up now i'm not i i love anything spooky and I don't really believe in all that ghost hogwash, whatnot. I think it's best for fables and fairy tales. Um, but I kind of wish that I could be you for that in that moment. <laughs> man, oh man. Like, it sounds dumb, but I really want to experience that for myself because I've been, you know, I've watched these shows, Ghost Adventures. I've been to Horror Nights. I've seen movies. I've seen Paranormal Activity a million times. Just seen fairy tale, fable, whatever, yada, yada, good entertainment. But to hear somebody talk about it firsthand that I've known forever is a really interesting story, even if it were, you know, completely coincidental and everything just happened to line up in a spooky uh, situation. You have a cool story for the rest of your life. So at least there's there's that Uh, no one had his mom went back the next day and there was some things that were still out of place uh, additionally from what he experienced. So uh, (laughs) maybe it was true. Maybe it wasn't. But no one I got the holy water if you need it. I appreciate it, and uh, I've been drinking hella water, so uh, <laughs> I just I need everything I can get. <laughs> All right, that was uh, that was definitely an interesting phone call. It was like freaking midnight, and he's he's like, "Bro, I got a call, I got a call." Like, right, freaking call, what you got, dude? So that was definitely an interesting phone call. Um, All right, hopefully those demons didn't follow you home. Anyway, <laughs> so. Um, from Wednesday to Friday of last week, I was in Disney, um, family trip, 
always a great time. I experienced a couple things that were new, but the highlights. I was there during the Festival of the Arts, and the Festival of the Arts is one of my favorite Epcot um, special events outside of the food and wine, which is probably like the uh, you know top tier for food. Um, the food that I had was really, really great. I had Beef Wellington in, uh, I guess we can just call it America. That was phenomenal. It, every Okay, disclaimer. Everything there, food-wise, is so expensive for what you get. <laughs> get like a bite or two and you're done, and it's like freaking $12 per thing. So, uh, you know, pick and choose wisely. But I promise that everything that I had was really good. So the Beef Wellington was absolutely delicious. I had a flight of beer there. Absolutely delicious. Amazing. Um, in Italy, I had risotto balls, and I had these um, sort of like a Boston cream donut minus the icing on top, and it had like a coffee um, dipping sauce, which was – I don't like coffee at all. I'm not a coffee drinker by any means, but it was out of this world good. Um also had uh, ravioli, which was freaking amazing. Um, as far as art goes, they had probably the most art that I've seen. I've only been twice, but the most art that I've seen. I ended up getting two pieces myself. Now, there's a guy named Rob Kaz, who I was not aware of prior to the event, who had a great um, tent. I'm a huge Pirates of the Caribbean, huge Haunted Mansion fan. That's what I was going after when I was looking for artwork. I found... A piece of art by Rob that was the um, Magic Kingdom version of Pirates of the Caribbean with the skeletons leading out to the ship, and I had to get it. But what I wanted was a bigger version of it, which they didn't have. I asked them if they were going to get it in. They didn't. He ended up being right in front of me, so I had a conversation with him, and I was like, you know what? This guy's here signing artwork. I'm not going to say no. So I had a great conversation with him. I ended up getting the smaller piece, and he did an original sketch and signed it on the back. Rob, I know you're not listening to this, but you're a freaking amazing human being. I didn't know of you before, but I'm a huge fan now. You treated everybody with the utmost respect. Huge respect to you, dude. Keep doing what you're doing. Now, there's a guy named Kim Gromall, and Kim Gromall, this is not a name that anybody listening to this is going to know. Anybody participating is going to know, but you should. He has done uh, a bunch of Horror Nights mazes, grand openings for Universal, grand openings for Disney, uh, showrunner for Disney, showrunner for Universal, um, SeaWorld, various theme parks. He, he's basically just dabbled in theme parks for like over 30 years. I have a Headless Horseman painting of his uh, that I bought over summer, and he was there as well, and they had a Haunted Mansion painting that I fell in love with immediately. And I was going to get it regardless if he was there or not, but he ended up being there signing as well, and he was five minutes away from being done. The painting was brought up, had an amazing conversation with this guy as well. He flipped it over, did an original Hitchhiking Ghost sketch on the back, signed it for me. Kim, you're friggin' phenomenal again. Utmost respect, treated everybody with respect. His artwork was probably top three of the show that I saw. Um, so if you're there and you get a chance to meet any artist with the tents, I highly recommend doing it because everybody is super gracious and they're very happy that you're purchasing their artwork to begin with. So um, that's that. Uh, as far as rides go, guys, I rode Ratatouille. And I'm here to say this is a heavily screen-based ride. And I've been on a lot of screen-based rides. Universal is known for having a uh, handful of screen-based rides. This one is so good i i had so much fun on it it is a clone from the one in paris it is a trackless dark ride that has probably the biggest screens that i've ever seen in my entire life on a ride if you guys know the portion in transformers where you encounter optimus prime and he starts he says autobots roll out and goes down the street you know how big that screen is yeah Uh, well every screen is bigger than that um It is a very fun ride. Storytelling is top tier. It's 4D. Uh, The water effects, you got it all. If you get the chance to ride it, I rode it twice. I think I waited 40 minutes both times. It's worth an hour wait, 100% for your first time. Um, And they have really good crepes down that street as well. So if you're hungry, too, get some crepes. Go ahead, Kyle. Oh, I've heard so a few different accounts of the Ratatouille ride, and everyone loves it. Like, that's supposed to be, like, the newest, greatest ride. So, like, I'm really jealous you got to ride it. And now that you're, you know, gave you your stamp of approval, I mean, I really want to ride it. 
is really good. Now, Kyle, you know how good Rise of the Resistance is. Obviously, that is yeah. another trackless system. Um, it, as far as intensity goes, it's nowhere near that. It's toned down family ride, obviously. But um, you're, you, they shrink you down to the size of a rat, and the ride car is a rat itself. So the feeling of being chased by giant human beings is so well done. I, it's just I can't. I can't emphasize enough how f- much fun this ride is because, you know, you can watch YouTube videos all day, but until you experience it, you won't know. But, Nolan, when you go, if you go with the fam, if I'm there, whatever, dude, just freaking just wait. It's so, so, so good. Well, Nick, it's it's so interesting because you bring up this point about watching, you know, watching rides on YouTube. And now, obviously, you know, in the 21st century, that's a big problem for, you know, you can, you know, when you're waiting for a ride to happen – you can watch it on YouTube before. So, I mean, I know I, I'm sure you guys probably don't watch it, um, but I, I want to get your thoughts on what, you know, you two watching it on YouTube first versus, like, waiting to go in blind. What do you guys think? Nolan, you want to stab at this one first? Yeah. Um, I usually, if I'm very excited about it, I choose to stay away just because, like, for my first time, I just want to experience the whole effect. Mm-hmm. Um. So it does depend. However, um, I did do that for um, Velocicoaster. I did like the videos and stuff like mm-hmm. that, just because there's nothing really that was like a surprise. Like you pretty much saw like everything. Yeah. So it kind of does depend on what it is. But uh, like for example, I, I have uh, seen Rise of the Resistance, so it just depends, you know, if, how excited I am of it and if I'm going to be able to ride it soon enough. So there's a lot of factors yeah. that play into it. Nick, what are your thoughts? Uh, Nolan, I completely agree with what you're saying. I'm going to come in on the contrary on this one. Uh, I've seen Ratatouille. I saw Rise of the Resistance. I've seen it all. There is nothing that can spoil a ride. I mean, obviously, you're going to know like what's expected when you see room by room what's going to happen. But it's so different when you're experiencing it in person. I watched Ratatouille you know, a few months ago before I went, and I remembered everything that I had seen, so it was no surprise story, story-wise, story but just being there is a whole other element. So in my opinion, watching a video doesn't spoil the ride for me. Now, Kyle, do you feel the same, or are you on Nolan's side? So I'm more on Nolan's side, so whereas, like, if it's something I'm really excited about, I won't watch the YouTube video, which is surprising for me because I, I need to know everything. And it's like I, I usually need to watch it or read, you know, read something. But for me, like, I, I agree. Like, if there's something that's, like, really exciting that's coming up, I want to wait. Like, I, I still haven't seen the Bourne show. Like, I still haven't seen, like, the actual, like, Jurassic Coaster. Like, I've seen, like, it go up and down, like, from a distance. But I've never seen, like, the POV of the Jurassic Coaster. Um, you know, like, things like that. Like, I waited for the Rise of the Resistance um, but something that, like, I'm not as excited about, but I'm more curious about, like, like, Mickey and Minnie's rail, um, Runaway Railroad, Rail Ride, like, I watched the video of it. So, like, I agree with Nolan, where, you know, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but if I'm curious and not as excited about it, I'll watch it. Makes sense. By the way, Mickey and Minnie's is a friggin' fantastic ride, even though you've seen that, because I saw that before I went on it. It's, yeah. you're gonna, it's really fun. That's um, awesome. Just really quick, I want to highlight something real fast. Um, the is it called Harmonious? I think it's called Harmonious. The fireworks show at Epcot that they're rotating through right now is amazing. If you have an, uh, a chance to see it, it's like 20 minutes long, 15 minutes long. Holy wow. shit. So each the, – the um, show itself runs through each uh, – country the segments of the country so they have like songs from the middle east europe america and their disney songs obviously incorporated through each part of the world the uh water effects that they have in the middle of the lagoon 50th anniversary is plastered all over the damn thing it's just so well done the showrunners who came up with that show directors whatever hats off to you guys you guys absolutely killed that um but yeah, we had an absolutely amazing time. Uh, probably one of the best times I've ever had in Disney. My grandma was with me. My grandma hasn't been in forever. And uh, super heartwarming to see her on all these rides because she really, really had probably the best time that I've seen on a vacation with her. And I've been all up and down the U.S. with her. So hmm. uh, check out That's awesome. Nick, so... 
besides Ratatouille, what was your favorite ride? Interesting. Uh, honestly, all right. Interesting. I didn't ride uh, like the aggressive stuff because I was obviously with my grandma. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Ratatouille because I've been on Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, all that a million times. But I just had so much fun on it. I'm gonna say Ratatouille. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that's supposed to be amazing. Um, and then also, did you get anything else? I know you got the paintings or the drawings. Did you get anything else in terms of souvenirs? I did. I got something really interesting. I got something pretty left field. So for a while, probably since 2020, 2019, I've been wanting a beer stein from Germany. I've always thought they were the coolest thing, but they were they were pretty expensive. They were like freaking 100 bucks or whatever. So I have annual pass now. You get a 20% discount. Um, I ended up getting a beer stein, and it's a problem now because I want more. <laughs> so I think I'm going to start collecting them now. I got one that says the power of the pack, and it has uh, a wolf family all around it with, like, an antler handle. And it comes with a certificate of authenticity inside. Oh, it's nice. numbered. Fucking amazing. Um, as far as cool shit, yeah, I think that's about it, though. Um, so. Uh, I'm not sure if you're waiting or or you forgot, but uh, could you tell the viewers? I know you kind of told me a little bit when you saw me over the weekend, but uh, how was your uh dinner at the Beauty and the Beast? Jesus Christ, dude! I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. So I had uh lunch slash it was the meal was big enough to cover the whole day. Um, dinner at Be Our Guest, which is in Magic Kingdom. Um, I'm here to say, to confirm, this. if you can get in, which it's so difficult to get a reservation, I got very, very lucky to get this. If you can get in, it is the best dining experience in the Disney parks. Disney Springs and all four parks, it is out of this world good. So just to run this by really fast, so when you go in, they have three um, options for seating, which I didn't know before I made the reservation. So here's a pro tip if you're listening and you're going to go. If you want to sit in a specific room and you have a reservation, go to the check-in counter like early on in the day and tell them that you prefer to sit in a certain room and they'll make sure that they accommodate you accordingly. So they have the main ballroom, which if you Google anything, it's the first picture that you're going to see, which has chandeliers. It has a giant uh, glass window with snow falling. It's really cool. To the left, you have the Beast's room, which is very dark, very oaky. It has the rose under the glass dome. All the drapery is ripped up by his claws. It's really, really cool. And then to the right is the Bell room, which is gold and blue with a uh, rotating Lazy Susan statue of uh, Beast and, and Bell. Friggin' amazing. So it's a three-course meal. You get a choice of an appetizer, entree, and dessert. Dessert is provided. It's uh, like a chocolate mousse, a uh, like a cheesecake thing, and some grace. It's <laughs> called grace stuff, which was like my favorite part of it. It looks weird, but it was really good. I had filet mignon, which was wow. so good. And I had French onion soup as my appetizer. Uh, they have octopus salad, lobster bisque. They have sea scallops. I mean, you name it all. They got everything you could possibly want. It's a fixed price, $60 per person. I think it's $37 for kids. Um, that may seem expensive, but when you see what you get for the included price, it's really not that bad at all. It's totally worth it. Plus, passwords are discounts apply, which is 20%. So. Um, that's that. If you get a reservation, fucking do it. Uh, Nolan, you heard me rave about this over the weekend too, so you know how good it was. That's awesome. Was it crowded? So it was like, was it packed? Yeah, it was really busy. Um, most rides, popular rides were up to an hour wait, so yeah, it was pretty, pretty busy. Um, so my question would be, um, Kind of, I know it's it's very different and obviously not on the same scale as, you know, um, the Disney sort of things. But um, compared to theming and, like, atmosphere and whatnot, how would you kind of compare that to, let's just say, because I know you're a big fan of the <laughs> of the Monsters Cafe, which is t- a totally different experience. Like, with theming-wise, yep. how does it compare, contrast, you know? 
It's actually a really good question. So I was talking about this with my dad, especially with the three broomsticks. Um, I'll use your your Universal Monsters Cafe analogy first. The Monsters Cafe is themed. Uh, this is gonna sound bad because I don't mean it this way at all. Because I absolutely love that place. It's themed like an Applebee's. <laughs> so there's like shit everywhere, and they're like they have rooms dedicated to each monster, but like it's kind of just like shit. Throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. This is more uh, story based. It flows better. The ballroom is very elegant. It's it's just different. So as far as if if we're gonna talk theming, the three broomsticks and uh, what's the other one? The Leaky Cauldron is themed better, in my opinion. Mm. Interesting. And that then, was a good question. And then just real quick, do you have any? Because I know you said everything pretty positive. Were there any cons that you could think of about about it? Or is it all just positive? It doesn't have to be, like, the worst thing, but, like, Hmm. maybe one thing they could have done a little better or something like that. Or was it just perfect, in your opinion? No, I mean, this is going to sound, like, a little too fairy ish but, you know, it's kind of as good as it gets. Between the service and the food, you can't beat it. Sheesh. No. Oh, here's – I'm sorry to cut you off, Kyle. Here's something that's absolutely insane. If you're a drinker – okay, maybe you have deep pockets and you don't care. My <laughs> grandma got a glass of wine that wasn't that much, meaning uh, as far as um, quantity goes. It was $22 for a little glass of red wine. So if you're going to drink, don't do it there. Anyway, <laughs> you got a bottle for that. got two bottles for yeah. that. So, Nick, something interesting that you had brought up um, – was that they're, the lightsabers, there seemed to be a shortage of them. Can you talk on that? Kyle, you're like, you're like my freaking like, PA or something. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. So I went to Doc Ondar's, which is where you would buy a character's lightsaber in Galaxy's Edge. And I walked in because, you know, I'm always excited to see them. They're really, you know, they're fucking cool. And I walked in, and I've been in that shop multiple times, probably over five times, and I walked in and it was empty, not with merchandise, but with people's, which I thought was very strange because that store is always slammed. You almost can't even get in. So I walked in and I walked up to the case and I looked in the case and there's no lightsabers available. And I'm like, whoa, that's kind of strange. Usually they have a couple because I know they're having a supply issue. So I asked the girl behind the counter. I said, hey, what's up with the lightsabers? Are you guys getting in any more today, this week? What's going on? She goes, we haven't had any since the middle of December. And I was like, whoa. So obviously the Christmas, the Christmas rush put them out. So I said, when are you guys expecting to get a new shipment? And, and she told me she doesn't know. Now, obviously, you know, they're just being cryptic, probably keeping people at bay. But she said, there, if you want a lightsaber, you can get it out in California in Disneyland because I think that's obviously closer to the port where they get these things manufactured or shipped over from. I'm assuming they're made in China somewhere. So I guess getting logistics problem again, getting these trucked over or flown over to the East Coast is the issue right now. So I guess they have them, but they're not in uh, stock. Now, here's another interesting part. Oh, go ahead, Kyle. So really quick. So she suggests uh, instead of like having (laughs) them like come bring it to Florida, she's like, why don't you go cross country and travel out to California and get one yourself? Like, what is that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I really hate the way they speak to you over in Galaxy's Edge because she said, we have them on Batu West, and she was like, credits, and I'm like, lady, just speak to me in fucking English. That, yeah. that shit really... Um, if you're considering building your own lightsaber, here's another issue. They do have stock issues with that as well. So you're not going to be out... They have four different options to build um, your own, and within that, they have obviously certain customizable uh, options, they have certain parts within those four tiers that are currently out of stock. So if you're interested in building your own, I would go to that desk the morning of and see what they have available because, God forbid, you were looking for a certain one for months and you were super excited. You got your reservation and then you couldn't get exactly what you wanted because if you're going to pay that price tag, uh, get exactly what you want. Um, lastly, um, this is, um, I'm going to cut this off unless you guys have more questions. Um if you build your own lightsaber, you don't get a carrying case with it anymore, again, because of supply issues. So they're handing them out with plastic bags, sort of like we talked about this before. So I've I've seen it in person. If you touch your lightsaber to the ground, you're almost guaranteed that it's going to scratch, which is absolutely ridiculous for the price tag that they're charging. 
They're offering um, lightsaber bags in Doc Ondars for $50, which are really, really nice. They're, you know, super protective. They're themed. But, again, that's another $50 out of your pocket. So, like, that's that. So, so Nick, the way that you describe it, it almost sounds to me like this is – it's not a shortage from COVID as, like, we've seen with a lot of things. It seems like the shortage – that Disney's creating to kind of drum up some interest in it. Do you think that's the case? I don't think that's the case because there's the interest is there. The interest has always been there since they opened. I just think this mm-hmm. is a this is a, a logistical issue. Um, for whatever reason, you have people quitting their jobs left, right, and center. So I guess hiring people, they're even offering six thousand uh, dollar bonuses to any new cast members at mm-hmm. Disney World, which is fucking absurd. I mean, well, what's six grand going to buy you toothpaste? That shit doesn't get you anywhere anymore. <laughs> but um, that's actually a really interesting point, but I don't, I don't think that they're causing this hysteria, but who knows? Interesting. And then also, like we talked about it last time, real quick, the bags, I mean, come on, you should, I get that you're out of your real bags, but you have other bags like that are not just these plastic things that it's going to rip through the second it touches the floor or something else like Disney. Come on. It's funny that you say that because I that's that's actually an, you know enough of a complaint to fucking write a letter to Bobby Chapstick. Yeah. Have all these cases that aren't the same but it just give it out for free, dude. I mean, or include right. it in the price or something. Give people what they want, man. Come on. It's almost like they're not making the effort to make up for it either, which is really putting a bad taste in people's mouths. Yeah, and that's like that's I mean been the summary of the whole Chapstick era. I mean, just the fact that, like, you know, not only does he want to increase profits and whatever you get, it's a business, but, like, it seems like he goes out of his way to make it more corporate and less friendly and less, you know, less fan-oriented. That's what it seems like. Agreed. I don't like the direction of it either. 100% with you on that. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last question real quick. Did you uh, go to Disney Springs or no? I didn't – okay, bro, let me tell you something. I'm going <laughs> to rant fast, bro. Listen, I was only there for three days, and it's so difficult to pick and choose what you want to do because travel – you have to include travel time mm-hmm. to the – and whatnot. So, no, unfortunately, I didn't. I am going back on the 6th of February, and, and I'll definitely be going then. So if they got anything new, I'll update you guys. But, no, I didn't this time. I, I only where, went to two parks. Where did you go to dinner then if you weren't well, at Disney Springs? I went to – okay, let me think about this real fast. What did I do for dinner? Be Our Guest was enough to fill you up for the fucking rest of the mm-hmm. day. There was that. Um, on Monday, what the fuck – or Wednesday, what did I do? Friday, we came home midday. Uh, I'm going to have to – bro, I'm going to – let's just move on, and if I think about it, All I'll right. think about it. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> hey, that's fire. Oh, man. Put beer cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on um it actually would have been really dope if uh, this was here last week but uh did you it, it is possible maybe you saw it but did you by any chance see any new additions to guardians while you were there no i did all oh, paint who gives a shit about paint i saw paint <laughs> i don't know what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so uh, oh, you go, you go. So they made they made uh, a new cosmetic addition to Guardians today. They added a I don't know if you want to call it a pillar or a spire right out front, which is going to hold up a, a ship. Now, it, it, what's the point? I don't know too much about Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think Kyle's the person to ask on this one. Kyle, what's yeah. the significance of the ship that they added in today? Because I really can't elaborate on that too much. I didn't see the ship they had in today. Is there a picture of it? Yeah, it's um, – let me see if I can find it really fast. It's yellow. It's going to be like the um, – what, what do you call it? Like the uh, marquee before you get on the ride. Oh, uh, let me see really fast. Here, yes, I got it. it. You got it. It is – It's – um. Nova Corps Star Blaster ship. I'm assuming yeah. it's the ship that they have in the movies that they fly. Is it the one that's like uh, blue and yellow? 
It's mostly yellow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a yellowish gray, kind of mostly yellow. Looks like the despicable me would drive it. Yeah. <laughs> or fly it. Yeah. Um. I mean. Yeah. I don't have a picture of it, but I'm assuming it's the one that they fly. I mean, that would make sense, right? Oh, okay, you got it. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it definitely looks like it. Nova Corps, that's like the people that, that, uh, they save at the end of the first movie. It's like their society. Um. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen it by now, it's eight years old, so. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm assuming that's what it's gonna be. So that, that's so, cool. So nothing like, uh, as like a big importance is what. What'd you say, Nolan? Like not like a not like a big in, importance. No, I mean, okay. yeah, the I mean it's nothing that you really need to know. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, but yeah, so I mean it's it's cool that they they started to uh, get the facade up or whatever yeah. they're deciding to do, and uh, I mean hey we're reaching February and uh, we only got uh, a couple more months and then. Who knows? Because, I mean, if this thing's an out-of-the-park home run, you know, um, it mm-hmm. gives them some positive reinforcements to kind of, you know, get on their chest because the last couple, not even, maybe just the last year has been a, a pretty, pretty bad, uh, mm-hmm. sign. So. Yeah. That's going to be a hard one not to watch on YouTube. That's going to be really <laughs> difficult. Yeah. I, I do agree. I second that. I second that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, moving on to, uh, what did she say? What was it? Uh, what was, what did the lady say with this? The, uh, lightsaber west? What'd she call it? Oh, uh, Batu west? Yeah, Batu west. We're call universal Batu west. <laughs> Batu east? Batu west. Um, so, um, as you guys know, or as you guys listening know, um, mentioned on the podcast, the Revenge of the Mummy was closed for at least seven eight months who knows maybe even more and uh so all the walls are up so but interesting thing that happened i believe this week or maybe late last week was um they plastered a sign on the construction walls that mentioned or showed that they are putting in a universal monsters store and i'm not sure if that's just full just merchandise so they're retheming it or what it is but um, word is that they're gonna have this up the whole time until it is done, finished, or, or finished. So um, that's pretty much uh, nine or so months, and uh, there's a lot of speculation because obviously rumors with uh, the other park that they're building, Epic Universe, and uh, I'm just really curious because um, they really, I mean, Nick is probably just gonna slam his head listening to this, but they don't have a lot of um, merchandise or or just theming in general that relates to the Universal Monsters in either parks or really, really City Walk. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what they kind of decide to do, and maybe this will kind of jumpstart their kind of mission in a couple of years. So, yeah, that's so interesting because the way that the Universal Monsters is, it's so I mean, it's so divisive in a way because like. In, they've tried to revive the property, like, in films recently, and, you know, that's obviously, it wasn't a good film, but, like, the new Mummy with Tom Cruise bombed, and so, like, they had this whole dark universe plan that they canceled, and, like, they haven't done anything with those monsters in a while, but at the same time, it has a very storied history, and Halloween Horror Nights is, like, a huge, you know, that's obviously a huge thing for Universal, so I think, you know, putting this up and trying to, you know, get it back into the mainstream consciousness, that's going to be really good for that brand. All right. So I just want to dish on this really fast. So Universal Monsters was the grave robber to the Universal Company. They bailed them out, and they've been disrespected for so long after their popularity died out. And I think that one of the reasons why the revival has failed as far as the movies go, the people that they should be pleasing, they're disappointing. So people like I'm, – I'm, Nolan, I'm going to include you in on this too because I know you're a fan of it. Maybe not as big as, as me, but you're certainly in this category. The people who appreciate 
the movie, the original films themselves for what they are, the the odes that they're trying to do, it's just it's too uh left of the original direction that the the movies were intended to be. So like the Tom Cruise movie, I don't know if they were trying to be a <laughs> wannabe in Jones or whatever the hell that was, but it was just the worst attempt at revitalizing that franchise because obviously Brendan Fraser was a whole different direction for that uh, property, for be, be, meaning the mummy, but it worked. And whatever they try to do, you know, putting Tom Cruise in it is a huge box office draw to begin with. And how do you flop with such a shitty story with such a rich history? I have no idea. If they ever touch Frankenstein and they fuck this up, I swear to God, I'm coming for your throat. You're not going <laughs> to touch. Them. Okay, so that's that. That's my little rant on that. So here's another little rant. So when I go to Disney on in February, I'm going to be my last day. I'm, I think I'm going to go to Universal. There's no 100%, but I think I'm going to go to Universal that day, and I'm going to see if they have this store open because I want to experience it for myself. And I'm assuming this is going to be a tribute store-esque themed uh, store, but all of the merchandise that they've done so far for the Universal Classic Monsters has been so fucking poorly done. The artists that they're hiring are doing this like cute, weird shit with like these neon retro 80s vibes. Listen, kill that shit. We want the OG 1930s friggin' – I don't care if you just take frames from the movie and stick it on a t-shirt. That's way better than whatever the bullshit they're doing now. Hmm. So they have an opportunity here to do something really cool, and I have a little bit of faith, but not much. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I I think – I mean, I'm usually a very optimistic person, but my opinion, I think it, it is probably just going to be a, a copy and paste and maybe just a little bit of extra stuff they have. And I think if anything, the stuff that you want them to do, like what you're saying, would probably be more so into Epic Universe. And I think that's the jump that they're going to have because I think they just I, – I could be totally wrong, but I just think that's the direction they're probably going to go just because, like, they don't really have that – clear direction of like what they're gonna have the influence in because it's not 100% in the new park so I don't know but like I we always mentioned like you compare um Disney to Universal and the biggest kind of um difference to me is they're they're just their merchandise is just so like out of the park when it comes to Disney and then when it comes to Universal like it just it's it just seems like I, I don't want to say it, but it seems like, I don't know, like, it's a lot of the stuff that you could, like, find at, like, Walmart or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Agreed. So, it, it's, you know, like, I don't know, like, if they have a, a certain quota, production, I, I don't know if that's a factor, but um, I think that's one thing that I think that they should kind of aim for when it comes to especially building this new park. Because if you want to rival Disney or become even better than Disney, I think that's something that you have to kind of excel in because that's a huge reason why people love to go back because of all these new things, a.k.a. like a freaking popcorn bucket. Like, Mm. if that was the case for Universal, I doubt that they would have that many people lined up for a popcorn bucket. Like, no shot. So, And, Nolan, you bring up a good point. And so something I would say, though, is that Universal has the capability to make that type of, you know, product Mm -hmm. as well because they do it for Harry Potter, right? They have Mm -hmm. all these, you know, great things for Harry Potter, you know, merchandise everyone can buy. And I think it goes back to whether or not, you know, they know they can sell it. Like you said, you know, like do they have to have like a certain quantity? Like they know they're going to sell the Harry Potter merchandise. They make a ton of it and they put money into it. So I guess they're – my guess is that they're questioning – you know, whether or not they could sell a certain merchandise if they tried a new thing. Right. And that's why I think, especially when it comes to the Monsters land or Monsters merch, I think once you have that new land and it's, like, has all these people kind of, even just, like, new people that, like, either young, old, like, Mm kind of are more interested, you'll have more people invested to maybe, oh, like, I'm here, like, it's a cool kind of gift or something that would remind me of, like, when I went. So, Yeah. I just want to say two things real fast. So real quick, um, Disney has basically turned themselves into a lifestyle brand. I mean, they have outside the parks. It's probably one of the most popular 
brand of shirt that you'll see. I mean, they sell it in Walmart, Target, whatever. You go to the mall, you're going to see somebody with Mickey Mouse on their shirt. Um, also, it'd be really nice. I, I This is just wishful thinking. It'd be really nice to see Universal tease the Epic Universe, Universal Monsters Land in this store by having like, <laughs> a model of the land itself. Because they've done this uh, at Disney time and time again. Putting concept art out on social media is cool, okay? It's great. You can see it, whatever. You can't interact with any of this stuff except outside of double-tapping it, right, on Instagram, whatever. When you see something in person and there's there's dimension to it and you can get a feel for how big the land would be, yada, 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 it is exciting. It's exciting to see something in its very infancy and to see it be built in, in reality. If you go, I think they cut it down by now, but they have that legendary uh, classic Universal store that they built as a pop-up. They had a model of, I want to say it was Hagrid's or the Universal Castle done in foam board, and it was so amazing to look at. These are great teasers for people. Universal, just get it together, man. Tease the people. If you tease them enough, it's going to bring them back for the oh, the real thing because they're going to want to see what this damn thing looks like in person. So fingers crossed on that one. If you're not going to have That would be sick. People would lose their minds. <laughs> for, seriously. Yeah, Agrees, bro. Come on. Yeah, like it, it is. It doesn't make sense because I mean we're almost. It's kind of crazy, but um, if we're being realistic, like we're looking at three years until this is all built, and there's been like zero. It's been lips shut. Everything. I know COVID hit and a lot of stuff might have changed or whatever, but still, like you've had all this time, and I feel like it has. It has to be at least by this summer, like three years like you know something has to come up you know because i remember even when we were younger there was even uh when you had the vhs disney movies mm. they have these uh animal kingdom uh commercials i remember and it'd be like yeah. so sick like yo like that's so dope like build a new park and for them not really have anything yet is i don't know but we still got time so so speaking on the new park um if you guys didn't know, I think we talked about this. I'm not sure if we had a podcast uh, during the time, but in the fall of uh, last year, uh, Universal reached an agreement with Pokemon, which is huge, um, especially overseas, and uh, kind of blended in with the whole Nintendo kind of verse because of what they built uh, overseas as well. So um, what they're doing now is they built or they're building a kind of like a show, like a minor show, nothing too crazy. But uh, there's been kind of some speculation um, that there's a possibility that there's a new section of land that Universal is kind of doing, building, um, inside Epic Universe. And it is kind of like an unknown sort of thing. And people were suggesting that this might be an expansion land or something like that later on. But... With uh, everything that's going on, people are kind of putting two and two together and kind of thinking, wait a second, is Pokemon going to come in as the final end? Because, I mean, to me, that would make total sense because um, you mentioned it as in, like, expansion and whatnot. Like, what what would you put there? Because, I mean... Universal doesn't have the plethora of kind of uh, IPs and all that, and especially if you're if you're having a Nintendo Land in the actual park, I think having that Pokemon experience would be pretty sick right next to it. And however, there there was also like rumors back in the day that Pokemon and Nintendo and all that, uh, especially Pokemon, would kind of possibly be uh, at Universal instead. So there's definitely that kind of possibility as well later on but to me i think going the epic universe route would be kind of the smarter thing of the two what do you guys think i i agree with you on that one uh kyle i think kyle might be a bigger pokemon fan than than kyle i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you chime in on this first so i was a big pokemon fan when i was younger but i have funny i actually liked Yu-Gi-Oh better Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be really cool, though, especially, like, so, obviously, you guys remember a few years ago when they did the Pokemon Go, and there was that whole craze? Yeah, so real quick, before you continue, sorry. Yeah. Um, There was, what I was reading was, they had, um, 
they're supposed to have a huge Pokemon Go thing at Universal Parks, and it was supposed to be included in CityWalk as well. And they're going to have this whole grand thing, and it's supposed to be, like, a lot of cool things. And that's kind of sort of where it branched out and started, but they they didn't do it. I'm not sure if it was money or whatnot, so. Yeah, so, so like, so obviously, if if you don't remember, Pokemon Go was, like, this virtual, it's called AR. um, So pretty much, like, you can look at your phone, and you can see a Pokemon if it's in that spot. And so people could go and put their phones there and collect them. And you throw Pokeballs virtually just through your phone. <laughs> like, that was, like, the coolest thing. And, like, everyone was doing it for a while. And, like, if you're going to do, like, Pokemon, you got to get, you know, do something like that um, where, you know, you're getting into actually, like, you know, catching the Pokemon and feeling like you're in the show. That you know, Otherwise, it's a waste. I agree with you on that one. Because, like, if, yeah, like, last point. If if there's a like if all it is is a ride where Pikachu is like an animatronic and that's it, like you failed. Like that's not what you should do. Yeah. There were there were rumors that um one of the rides that they were talking about was a um kind of like a more advanced Buzz Lightyear with uh, yeah. animatronics and all that. But it would include kind of like the Pokemon Go aspect where you'd have like the the camera with you and that would mm. be kind of like your gun instead of like, you know, so that would be a really cool concept. I think that, I mean, if they decided to do that, that'd be pretty cool. Dark ride, you know, sort of thing. That could be cool. You know what I could also see? So like a Spider-Man type ride, like the new, you know, the new Spider-Man where you're pretty much, like, you know, throwing the balls at the screen and catching Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, so Kyle was just on the ball tonight. They <laughs> were actually talking about that in, um, I I want to I say Japan, but I don't know for sure. It's either Japan or China. And uh, what they were discussing was, because they obviously decided to do the show thing for right now, but one of the things they considered was taking out the Spider-Man in their park and putting Pokemon there. <laughs> Which is, yeah, so, I mean, kind of just said it. So, uh, that's definitely maybe even a possibility for the Epic Universe as well. So, hmm. That would be, so, yeah, be the, more, the more, the more you know. The more you know. So, <laughs> so moving on, uh, we got a trivia history portion tonight, and uh, it'll be pretty smooth, pretty easy, nothing too crazy. Um, <laughs> but the first thing, <laughs> the first thing, um, I actually learned this over the weekend. I saw on uh, Facebook. Um, so if you guys didn't know, if you guys never been, uh, Universal has a pretty cool transportation system. They don't just have a bus system; they have also walking and uh, a boat system, which is pretty cool. They have it on. I think four of their hotels could be more, but at least four. And uh, it's pretty cool, um, pretty quick, pretty simple, and it's just a really cool atmosphere, especially in the wintertime. They got, like, the music and the breeze, the weather. Can't beat it. So, anyways, um, we've all been on it, and it's kind of funny to think about because, like, you wouldn't really think about this by yourself, but... I mean, once you kind of know, you're kind of like, wow, like, that's crazy. So anyways, my question of the night is, drumroll, how much is a Universal Orlando boat? So I kind of have some vague experience with boats, so Kyle, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Because I think I'm kind of close. So, uh, So is it how much is Universal paying for the boat? Like, my understanding is just how much it, the boat costs. I don't. I don't know the details. That's just how much the boat costs. I'm not sure. I think it's like. I, mean, I guess and when it's all said and done, like once they build it, they got all the stuff in it. How much is the boat? I mean, I could be way off here. I'm just gonna go with half a million. Half a um, million. Okay, it's it's probably between like forty and sixty grand is my guess. Interesting. Right. You're talking so, about water taxi, right? Yep, the water taxi, water boat. I said water boat. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> A land boat. All right, so the answer is $750,000. Wow. No. 
way. That doesn't make any sense at all. So, <laughs> so that vote, just, th- just think about, there's four, what did I say? Yeah, there's four hotels, and I would assume each, not not running every day, but they, they have probably at least five per hotel. So I'll just say four times five, we'll just round it to a million because it's like caught with gas and all that. So they're spending about what, like twenty million a year per, for the boats. I have a really hard time believing any of that. That doesn't make any sense at all. So Bro, you could buy that. No, that's not. That figure's absolutely not. There's no way. Hey, next time. Hey, when you go in February, ask, ask the dude or or lady. Um, how much? How much it costs? And you'll be like, "Wait, is it? Is it really seven fifty? And she'll be like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. There's no way. Or, or she could totally just say like ten thousand dollars, <laughs> and, and then we could really we'll come back to this. Where did you so see I saw, this? I saw this on a on Facebook, the annual pass holder um page, and I mean, usually ten ten out of ten times, like the information or facts they post are pretty accurate. So it could it could possibly be incorrect, but yeah, I, I saw I saw that and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, bro, there's absolutely no way. That makes no sense. That's a yacht, dude. That's a super. <laughs> hey, may, maybe they got special stuff uh, underneath it. They they just don't got a uh... bottom. No, no, no. no. <laughs> maybe it maybe they have a special like engine for it because of the Parker. Maybe it has to be something crazy like that. I I think. Jeez. Or like the 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 bottom of it is made special, like I, something. Yeah. There has to be something like that. They should have used this boat to beat Jaws, dude. What? <laughs> they? Yeah, yeah. Then, then yeah. you ask yourself. Then you ask yourself. Wait, how much was the boat for Jaws? If that was seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So now you know, and uh, maybe you could find it on uh, online. The real, real answer. Who knows? Yeah. All right. So, the question or trivia portion of the night dates back to the 1930s. And the question is, it is related to, um, not related to, January 26th is the date that it is referring to. Okay? So, the question is, what was Disney's first full-length animated film or feature? Wait, what was their first feature? Their first full-length animated feature. White, wasn't it? What'd you say? What it was? No, no, what did Nick say? Snow White? Uh, did he? Yeah. So, Snow White. What is your. Oh, I was going to say, like, wasn't it Steamboat Willie? So, I don't know the full details on that, but I don't, yeah, I think that is a short film or. Oh, or okay. I don't know the exact uh, qualifications gotcha. for that. But yeah, so Snow White is was the first full-length animated feature and it was oh, in 19 19- nice, yep nick on point and it was in 1938 however however this is where it gets tricky Uh-oh. so snow white was released a week later february 4th in 1938 in the u.s okay it was released in this country on january 26th now this is this might be a little difficult. You'd be like, "What? That does, I, I I don't get why." But that's just what they did, I guess. So, do you guys have any guesses? Wait, sorry. Wait, well, what's the question? I need so, some clarification on that. So the question is: Snow White was released in the U.S. a week later. Uh-huh. However, it was released uh, January twenty seventh in this country. Wait, so we're looking for a different film on January 27th in this no, no, no. Country. Different it was, country. It was Snow White. Right? Yeah, it was still Snow White, but they released it 
a week earlier in a different country. So I'm asking uh, which country. My bad, my bad, my bad. Okay, okay. Uh, England. England yeah. is incorrect. Ooh. Sense. What would make sense? <laughs> Don't even think about what would make sense. I have two other guesses <laughs> after Dick. <laughs> it's either Asian or European. Uh, is it Germany? No. Okay, so I have to say France because that's the obvious one. No. Is it in Asia? No. What the I would have said Mexico. Not Mexico. Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, Poland? No. Russia? No. <laughs> uh, Italy? Italy, no. Greece? No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Of all places. <laughs> uh, Cuba? No. Oh, Canada? No. Good good guess though. Thank you. <laughs> I'm telling you this will not make any sense and this not isn't giving me an explanation. I just North saw this Korea. and I was like It's <laughs> 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 yeah. definitely not North Korea. Uh in a little bit I'll give a hint, but right now I'm not gonna say anything. Because it is possible. You you might get it. It is definitely positively in. I I really don't. Is it European? That I will not say yet. Okay, I have a guess. If Nick doesn't have a guess, yeah, shoot for it. No, go ahead. If you got it, go for it. Cuba, not Cuba. Luxembourg. Um, (laughs) let's see. Holland? Nope. <laughs> Poland? <laughs> nope. Alright, so... You... What were you going to say? Ukraine? No. <laughs> um. So, uh, what can I say? I think... Uh, wait, should I say... Should I eliminate a, a region or not yet? Not no. yet. Broad, okay. yeah. Broad. Egypt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. What can I do? Okay. This is this is a good. This is a tough hint. Should I do a tough hint or should I do an easy hint? Tough, tough, tough. Hint. Yeah. Tough. Think of. <laughs> All right. Think of Kanye West. Kanye West. Easy. Kanye West. He's from Chicago. Chicago of Qatar. Uh, <laughs> Easy. When I say when I say tough, this is a tough hint. Okay, I, I, I'll I'll bring it in a little bit in a little bit, but that's that's something to think about. Think the thing I I will say with with that hint is think of uh, songs. Think of Yeezy. Think I'm like in this American boy. <laughs> uh, uh, think of songs, especially recent recent. Recent songs. Down the, down the, down the, down the, down the, um, recent songs, praise God, Hurricane, Sunday Service, Mike D, none of this is connecting, um, uh, <laughs> all the down, recent album, like his newest album? Yeah, I'll help you out, yeah. That still doesn't even help me, bro. Uh, Lyrics. Lyrics. Guess who's going to jail tonight? Uh, We off the (laughs) grid. grid. (laughs) That's where my head's at. I'm off the grid right now. Um, Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm off the grid. (laughs) From my kick, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> start singing the song. <laughs> oh man. All right. Brazil? Uh, another... No, it is not Brazil. Ooh, that's a 
That's a good guess. I'll give a guess though. Thank so you. this Thank this Brazil. country, I, if you guys know this, I'd be pretty shocked. Um, but it invented radio broadcasting. Huh. <laughs> That's surprising. <laughs> Invented radio. Um, she got me. Oh, we're looking strong. Um, the I kind of wish I had a remote control to just boop. Got it. Um, an invented broadcasting that is so <laughs> Spain. Uh, it's not Spain. Uh, Australia. Not Australia. <laughs> it is a country. It is a country. Uh, how do I say it? Um, it doesn't go as as far. Like it limits to what can I say? Uh, I'll give. I'll say Italy. So it's from. Wait, the US, it's between what? the U.S. and Italy. Between the U.S. and Italy. Okay. Uh, look at a world map <laughs> between the U.S. and Italy. World map. Let's see. World map. Here we go. <laughs> Kyle, just start naming shit, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find Italy, and it, it is uh, not. It it's nothing in Africa. I said. What did I say? I said Spain. Kyle said France. It's between. Um, Ireland? Not Ireland. But it's, it's, so it's not in the UK, right? Not UK. Alright, I'll help you guys out a little bit. It is not... Iceland. It is not in Europe. It's definitely Morocco, bro. This is why they have it. (laughs) It's not Morocco. I don't, I I don't know if I, I don't believe it is in Epcot. I could be wrong though. So don't quote me. Um, there are only so many. Portugal? It's not Portugal. There are only so many between Italy and the United States. Is it is it an African? Is it a West African country? Uh, West African, as in Algeria? No, 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 Africa. Oh, okay. no, Africa. Okay, no Africa. Look, like we're running out of countries here. <laughs> is it in the Caribbean? Uh. Caribbean, yeah, no, no. Fucking Haiti. No. Uh, <laughs> oh. What was that? Peru? It's oh, not this Peru. Is, this is such a difficult clue. <laughs> it's between Denmark? Italy. It's not in Africa. and it's, it's not in South America? I never said that. It's <laughs> definitely Venezuela. Bingo. It is not Venezuela. Oh. <laughs> um, Paraguay? Nope. Argentina? Bam. Bingo. Okay, so so I did <laughs> I did some research. What? And I was like, this is very weird. So apparently they have one of the biggest film industries in the Spanish speaking world and they created the first animated feature film. And do you know what that is by chance? What the name of it is? I do not know, but I'm gonna check right now. First animated feature film. Wait, sorry. What? It is uh, El Apostol. El Apostol. <laughs> and so it was. It was. It was brought out to the public in 1917, but the there was a fire in the producer mm. studio uh, nine years later, so nobody ever saw it. London after midnight. Jesus Christ. Okay, that's probably one of the most interesting (laughs) heard on this podcast because I can't even see the goddamn movie. Um, Yeah, Yeah, and then and then the uh, the the Kanye uh, hint was it was hard. I said it was hard, but like uh, with the messy messy line. Oh, messy. Yeah, it was was difficult. But, uh, yeah, because I honestly had no other clues because I was like, I don't really know Jack about Argentina. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, so now you guys know. You can tell everybody tomorrow. Be like, yo, did you know that on this date, <laughs> Snow White was shown to the Argentinians? <laughs> and he okay. says, said, screw the U.S. Probably gonna charge yeah. double. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I I don't know for sure if that was the first ever place it was seen or shown. It could be could have been somewhere else, but I do know that it was shown there before the U.S., which is uh, February fourth. So. Dang, what a freaking tidbit. Holy hellfire. So now, yeah. So, and then the funny thing is, I just remember that they're, that whole thing with the, the Snow White movie they're making and, uh, whole controversy and all that. Disney. Mm-hmm. But that's for another story. So, yeah, you guys have anything else? Uh, really quick. Guillermo del Toro is doing a stop motion version of Pinocchio. That is about a cricket, the cricket that lived inside of Pinocchio, which looks really, really interesting. It's coming to Netflix, I think, in the next couple months. So keep an eye out for that. Oh, interesting. Kyle? Yes. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> Did you know how many Argentine? No. Uh, <laughs> you got anything else? <laughs> you got anything no. Else? <laughs> no. No, I don't. All right. All right, dope. So, uh, as always, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening. Um, as always, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at For Amusement or For Amusement Podcast. Also, wherever you listen to us on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else, make sure you subscribe. And we will see you guys next week. Peace.